food bloggers, what is up? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for you food bloggers looking for the value and the confidence that will move the needle forward in your business. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode 267. This episode is the fifth episode in a series called From Many Mistakes to Big Wins, where I talk through specific mistakes I've made in my own blogging business and journey and how you can learn from my mistakes and do something differently. Learn from me. Before we dig into it, I would love to tell you about just a few things going on at Eat Blog Talk. This episode is being published on the second to last day of the year of 2021. The Mastermind Program is shutting down tomorrow. So if you are interested in joining the Mastermind Program, please go quickly and fill out an application because after that, this group will no longer be accepting members. If you haven't taken the monetization quiz yet that we offer at eBlogTalk, go to eBlogTalk.com forward slash quiz and you can figure out which monetization strategy is the next right one for you. This is a really great way to dig into something that's going to make you money in 2022. And just a reminder, go to your favorite podcast player, subscribe or follow eBlog Talk. And then if you would leave a rating and a review, I would be so grateful. Thank you so much for adding that value to this podcast. Just a really quick recap of the previous mistakes I've talked about in the first four episodes in this series. Episode number 244 talks about thinking that I could do everything on my own. Episode number 249 talked about how I overcomplicated everything. Episode number 254 talked about how I had no boundaries in my business in my life. And episode number 262 was the last one. And I talked about investing in the wrong things and at times avoiding investments at all. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to them because I'm really hoping you can learn a lot from all of those huge mistakes that I've made. And again, I'm going to say that mistake does not equal failure. So if you're making mistakes too, that's okay. A failure is when you make a mistake and then you give up and you stop trying. But a mistake is when you realize it's a mistake and you course correct and you make changes and you grow from it. So that's what we're referring to in all of these episodes. Mistake number five was a biggie, and it is starting well and ending poorly or not at all. I feel like this one is very common. It's a very common mistake for food bloggers because there are just so many things to manage and so many opportunities for us to get distracted. So I have a feeling that some of you may be able to really relate strongly to this one as I talk through my issue with this. I could give you so many examples of projects I've started really well in my 11-year blogging journey, but that I've never finished. I will tell you about my most shining examples in this episode, and then we can talk about how to ensure that you end well. Don't follow my path on this. (laughs) Number one was blog content. Believe it or not, there was once a time when... It didn't really matter what you said inside of a recipe post. I know that's kind of hard to believe now in this day. It's true though. In that era, quantity was more important than quality. So a lot of us older bloggers pushed out as much content as possible, even if it wasn't really relevant. Then our space evolved. It became more saturated. Google cracked down on ranking factors and bloggers began actually realizing that they needed to write for the user. 
At this point, I had some really big keywords ranking on position number one on Google. And I thought, oh, it'll be fine. (laughs) I didn't go back and revise the content like the smart bloggers did. I started the content well, but then I never went back to finish it in order to keep up with the evolving standards. My next one was my cookbook. I had a publisher approach me about writing a cookbook in the fall of, I believe it was 2016. And I didn't have to think very long before saying yes. It seemed like a no-brainer at the time. If you get approached for an awesome project like that, you have to say yes, right? That's how I was thinking at the time. Creating my cookbook was super fun, but it was also really hard. It was a lot of work. By the time it was published, I was so over it. I love everything about it. I love how it turned out. It's a beautiful book. I love how the photography looks. I love the recipes. It is a project that I'm super proud of, but I literally put like two minutes into promoting it. Next is courses. A very similar situation happened with both of the courses that I've created. I put a ton of effort and heart into creating them. One of them took over a year to produce. The other one took four months really intensely working. And once they were finished, I was like my cookbook so over them. I released them out into the world. I crossed my fingers and I hoped for the best. Next on the list and last is ebooks. I've created a handful of ebooks. Same story. Same story as the courses. I put work into creating them, released them into the world, and hoped they would do well. I wished them well. The moral of my story is that finished does not mean done. And in fact, now that I say that, I feel like I have an entire episode recorded on that topic. I think the title might even be that finished isn't done. So if you're interested in this, go listen to that episode. Especially in this ever-evolving world of food blogging, projects are just never done. When you publish a blog post, for example, you still have to promote it. And even after promoting it, you have to revisit the post as time goes on to stay up to speed with changing optimization standards and all of that. Your photography improves over time and so does your recipe writing and your blog post writing. So these things need to be updated as well as time marches on. When you commit to starting a new project, take it on as an ongoing project that does not have an end date. And this will save you a lot of agony. I will tell you what not finishing well got me. I have a few points here. Number one, it got me a lot of partially finished projects that took up a ton of mental space. You know that concept about not being able to let anything good into your world until you make space for it? There's so much truth in this, and I've seen it play out firsthand so many times in my own life and my own business. Starting a ton of projects that I never saw through to the end added all kinds of clutter to my business, which shut off opportunities for good things, um, new people, new avenues for revenue, etc. As an example, Easter would roll around and I'd think, hmm, I should probably promote my holiday size ebook, (laughs) but then I wouldn't do it. And I'd beat myself up about it and wonder why I even created the dang thing in the first place. Then I'd get distracted with something else and I'd forget about it. 
the same situation played out every season and with every project that I had started and never finished. Still to this day, four years after my cookbook was published, I feel sad when I think about how I let so much opportunity fly out the window with that project. Number two, not finishing well created a lot of frustration in my life and burnout as well. As you all know, certain seasons are busier than others for us food bloggers, and those especially busy seasons can be very demanding and very taxing. It seems like every Q4, no matter how diligent I am, I let the anxiety of the season get to me and I start reminding myself of all the ways I've fallen short with all the projects I've started and never finished. Frustration combined with unfinished projects combined with an already busy season, at least for me, leads to burnout and disappointment. Number three, not finishing well, made sure that I was always behind the curve. Not being willing to course correct and follow a project on its journey has equaled falling behind the curve in my own personal experience. Anytime I've created a project and saw the end of the creation process as the end, my competition has soared past me because they've been willing to course correct, they've been willing to pivot and stick with the project as this world of food blogging evolves. Now, a few points to end about how you and I as well can finish well. Number one, set goals. This is always the answer to every problem. I feel like I think it's probably been number one for all of my mistakes episodes. Establishing your goals for the next 12 months and keeping a very close eye on them will ensure that you don't take on any projects that do not align with your goals. It will keep you focused and it'll minimize chances of becoming distracted. Number two, think through an entire project before you start. Now that we've established that finished does not mean done, we know that there's so much more to a project than the initial creation stage. Before starting any project, give each stage some thought, and if it helps you, write it out beforehand. Somehow, writing things out on paper helps me to wrap my head around the entire scope of the project. Think beyond creation into marketing and follow-up changes and possibly even redoing the content on a regular basis, so checking back in with the content maybe every quarter or so. It will also help you think about promotions and social graphic creation and sharing, not just sharing once, but consistently. Thinking through the entire project will also help you determine if it fits into your calendar and if it aligns with your goals that you've established for your business in the first place. Number three, declutter. I'm talking through this point mostly for myself because I have some things I need to declutter in my own business. So pinpoint those projects that are just kind of floating around out there in the ether that have been left unfinished and figure out what needs to be done with them. There are a few options here. You can either, number one, kill the project. So remove it from your mind completely and stop promoting it. Number two, you can create a passive way to offer it to your audience. And number three, you can make a plan to follow through with it. That's all I've got for mistake number five. Some very succinct and short points, but also very powerful and important 
To recap, knowing that finished does not mean done is very important when you're diving into any project, and that includes creating recipe posts, by the way. Always have clearly defined goals to reference, think through projects before you put an ounce of effort into them, and declutter the projects that are taking up unnecessary mental space. And you will be on your way to being a good finisher or a good follow-thrower or both. I could keep going on with this series. I have a lot of mistakes that I could continue talking about, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Is this series helpful? Do you like hearing about my mistakes that you can learn? Let me know. And if you all like it, I will continue and come up with some new points for 2022. And since it is almost 2022, and this is the last episode that will be published in 2021, I feel like this is really significant. We've gotten through another year of producing and publishing incredible, valuable podcast episodes here at eBlog Talk, and I couldn't do it without your encouragement and support and all of the amazing words that you guys send me all the time. A podcast cannot keep running without incredible listeners. So I just want to truly thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and for being here and for reaching out when you feel led to do that. And I'm so grateful for you leading into 2022. If there are ever any topics that you want covered or any guests you want me to interview, please reach out to me. I'm super approachable. You can access me through email at megan at eatblogtalk.com or I'm on Instagram. Send me a direct message. I'm on there every day and I will get back to you. I appreciate your feedback and I appreciate you. You guys are going to crush 2022 and I can't wait to be there to see you do it. So thank you for listening, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.